Welcome into another episode of Talking Ball, y'all. We've got the three interviews tonight. We're going to talk everything sports, and also we're going to talk everything with the new epidemic uh, plaguing the nation and plaguing, plaguing the sports world, uh, the coronavirus. We, uh, we talked to some people about that and how it will affect local sports here around our area as we record out of Picayune, uh, Mississippi. Uh, first tap on the tap, we're going to have Patrick McGee from the Sun-Herald Sports Writer. Uh, we're going to get into him about uh, some the, the postponements of some games and, and seasons and what the NCAA has done, uh, you know, canceling and just and doing away with some of their spring activities. Uh, next, we'll have Missy Bilderback, head uh, basketball coach for the Lady Bobcats right there at Jones Junior College. And then batting cleanup uh, on tonight's episode, we'll have Jay Ladner, USM men's basketball coach, talk about his year, uh, his first year at USM, and talk about uh, some things that he is uh, – he got out from, from his first year and some things that he's going to do as he, as he recruits and looks forward uh, to his, his second year next year as the uh, head basketball coach at USM. I hope you enjoy. We're happy tonight to be joined by Patrick McGee of the Sun-Herald. And uh, Patrick, uh, interesting, and as you've kind of said, a somber day in sports and really across the country as we try to wrap our minds around exactly what is going on with this coronavirus and, and the way that it's affected sports. Uh, you make a living writing about sports. Uh, Jeff and I, of course, on this podcast, the title of it, Talking Ball, y'all, says all that needs to be said. We know uh, that this is a small slither of concerns, but it's what we do. So let's talk, uh, Patrick, about its effects and, and just all that has taken place over the last couple days. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think – Right now, the immediate deal is just kind of, it's a morale, uh, you know, it, it hurts morale for the country, for a lot of sports fans. And right now, everybody's trying to understand what's going on. And I know some people are actually pretty angry about it, but uh, for all sports, you know, it is, like, like I said, it's just the worst possible timing uh, for the NCAA tournament. And it was probably a move they had to make. Uh, but, you know, it's... It, it's kind of hitting the pause button right now and trying to get a better understanding and doing as much as possible to avoid the further spread of the coronavirus. Uh, so right now, it's, I think everybody doesn't have a great grasp on it, on what exactly is going on and how widespread it is. Uh, so I, I understand hitting the pause button. Uh, that I fully understand. So it, it's, it's, it's so much uncertainty right now on the future of, college baseball this season and, and bad it's just it's it's just really hard to process you know you know patrick and and they're talking about either canceling suspending uh postpone you know there's three terms that's been around all over social media instagram twitter on espn and stuff but when you're writing down uh around the coast area you know the miss uh usm and you're, you're seeing all this stuff uh has there any word come to you and things that you have wrote or seen did they just like bypass the empty arenas altogether and, and try to get these games in or did they just kind of take that into a little bit of a fact and then just went straight into the either cancel or postpone or suspend well i i think what really changed things is what happened with utah Taz for eagle bear uh testing mm -hmm. positive uh for the coronavirus and he was about to take the court uh, for the Jazz, but they put him through a test, and not long before the game, they found out he was uh, positive. Uh, now, a team Donovan Mitchell, he's also tested positive. And you also had a situation in the Colonial Athletic Association where you had a game official who is now tested positive for coronavirus. So, what what really kind of put everything in the action in terms of canceling the NCAA tournament is the transmission from athlete to athlete, coach to coach, you know. Uh, official to player, you know, stuff like that. So, in other words, it came down to the uh, health and well-being of the student-athlete, and that's why we're seeing tournaments just canceled altogether is because it went beyond uh, transmission from fan to fan to, to really, you know, it, it, it was going on on the court. Uh, so that that's, that's the main reason we finally saw them take this step just by everything they saw out of the NBA on uh, yesterday. Patrick, for those that uh, maybe are a casual fan and just listen to this podcast because they love us so much, can you kind of give us a rundown? I mean, basically everything has been canceled, but 
you do such a good job of covering Southern Miss. Can you just tell our listeners, like, all spring sports for Southern Miss are no longer. Is that true? Yeah, that's right. No no spring sports, and that includes, you know, softball, uh, tennis, uh, golf. You got track and field kind of uh, at, at a critical phase. So it's, um, it's, it's all sports. Uh, nobody's going to be playing uh, for an indefinite amount of time. Uh, you saw the SEC, they're going to kind of shut everything down until the 30th of March. And I think Conference USA right around that same time is probably going to try to, to reassess and see if they wanted to uh, get back go, going. I, I, understandably, it, it makes sense not to put a definite date on this, so I think Conference USA probably made the right call. Uh, but around March 30th, I think, is whenever you see uh, the, the, the NC2A and all of its conferences start to uh, reassess and, and, and try to figure out if it's worth starting to play some baseball and softball. Patrick, we're recording this on a Thursday evening. It's about 6 o'clock. When do we expect to hear more uh, about high school sports in our area and and how that's going to affect the high school guys and gals? Right, yeah, it's obvious the high school is kind of lagging behind the colleges and the pros on this, which, you know, understandably, Mississippi hadn't really been impacted by it until, say, like Wednesday uh, evening. So, you know, it may – for the high school association, they shut everybody down. And all of a sudden, that's really tough to do. It's a lot, you know, it's a tough situation. But I know Gulfport uh, announced uh, uh, late this afternoon that they're moving forward with all their uh, sporting events uh, for the time being. Uh, you know, w- you know, I, I think the high the activity association basically says they're monitoring it. Uh, any school administrator has the right to uh, postpone any games. Um, so it's, it's kind of in a holding pattern right now. I, I think for the most part, games are going to move forward, but, uh, if we, you know, I, I just don't know how long that can last. If this, if this thing gets progressively worse, uh, if people are in a little bit of a panic right now, and, it, and honestly, we're in the very early phases of this from everything I can see. Uh, I don't think we yet have a great understanding of how many people have been impacted, how many people have been affected. So. I think high schools are kind of sitting back waiting just because they don't have a great understanding of it, just like most of us don't. So uh, it's it's still just really kind of up in the air as how they're going to handle all this. Patrick, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you were um, down in Biloxi covering the Texas Tech and Mississippi State baseball games the last uh, couple nights on Tuesday and Wednesday. And from some of the pictures I saw and then in personal – accounts to some buddy of mine that were there it didn't seem to really affect the crowd at either one of those of all games no no i i think those were probably two of the biggest college baseball crowds they've had there at mgm park uh, they announced over six thousand last night over 5700 on tuesday uh so you know maybe some people are saying well i better go to this game because i'm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. go to <laughs> yeah. another one in a while yeah uh so i you know that may have played into it and, and the weather was great both days uh so that also helped and of course mississippi state has a, a great baseball fan base uh if yeah it was fun uh mississippi state played really well beat a beat the number two team in the nation both nights and, and people energized it was a good environment at the ballpark I hope they soaked it in while they were there because it may be a little bit before they get to see State playing. You know, and Patrick, and you talked about the crowds being down out down there, and and that just goes to show you if you look at, like I said, we've been watching ESPN, and I know you have, and I mean everybody has seen it, any sports fan, but that goes to show you it's almost been like a Black Wednesday here in the country and and also around the world with Italy and the soccer and everything going on, what sports does and the money that sports brings in. We know you write for, you know, sports and you write sports columns about teams, but what about the economic factor? These, you know, TV deals, the, of course, we're talking about millionaires in the NBA and the baseball, and we're talking about people with money, but you got behind-the-scene people, too, working staff, working, you know, that work eight hours, ten hours a day, just uh, regular stuff, even at the colleges, you know, working uh, the athletic director and trainers and things like that that, that are paid uh, staff members for these Division One and Division Two college teams. Uh, how is the, I mean, that's got to affect everybody, just not the athletes on the field or the coaches. Right. I mean, this 
coronavirus is obviously go, obviously going to impact every single American. It's not. It's, I mean, how many events in American history have been like that? You know, uh, to where something like this is going to impact everybody uh, through the economy, maybe personally and through being infected. It's it's really dragging everything down in sports. You know, at, at the end of the day, sports is, is optional. You know, we can live without. Uh, watching a baseball or a basketball or a football game. We can live without that. Jess over here shaking his head, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) He disagreed with you, man. Yeah, well, I mean, (laughs) force is is expendable when you consider the increased chances of, of, you know, of uh, spreading a virus that kills our most vulnerable Americans. So, unfortunately, that's just it. And and people who work at those arenas and and ballparks, and all that, they're going to be, you know, out of a job. I know the Mavericks are trying to set up a system to help those who won't be able to, who won't be working games while the NBA is under suspension. So uh, it impacts everybody. Even, even when you think about it, I mean, the new sports books in Biloxi, uh, across the nation in New Jersey and other places like that, I mean, who, what are they going to bet on other yeah. than Well, mm. uh, So it's just, uh, it's, it's going to be really, really tough. And it's kind of hard to see it really kind of, uh, uh, stopping any time real soon. Well, you know, and you're talking. We're talking about sports. You know, Clay mentioned that's what we do. Talking ball, y'all. That's what you do. You write yeah. about sports. But the concerts at the Hard Rock and the Beau Rivage that are getting yeah. canceled. They got uh, Jazz Fest coming up. That's kind of it's iffy right there about what's going to happen. And of course, that's at the end of uh, you know April and May, right up in that area. So I mean, you it goes outside of the sports arena. We've seen conferences as far as just like. Uh, you know, just business conferences and stuff getting canceled. So yeah. it's going way outside the sports arena. Yeah, I mean, my girlfriend and I was uh, supposed to go to – she had a conference in Baltimore in a couple of weeks, and we were supposed to go up there and go to a an Orioles-Yankees mm. game and, and obviously spend some money in Baltimore. And Baltimore ain't going to be getting that money. Yeah. You know, mm. it's, uh, it's, that's just the way it is. And New Orleans, which is always really uh, well-known for holding conferences, heck, it sounds like – uh, one of the, the worst uh, coronavirus outbreaks in the southeast region has been uh, can all be rooted back to that one conference, to where it obviously spread among multiple people. So, uh, the, to me, the conference <laughs> appears the most be the most dangerous yeah. uh, deal. So uh, you, we may not we may see a lot of virtual conferences not only in the next few weeks but in the months and years to come. That uh, people just aren't going to make those trips right now if it, if, it, if there's that much of a risk for uh, spreading the disease. Patrick, when you look at your day-to-day, man, and, and what you're used to covering, will you kind of uh, – of course, there's still plenty to cover as this news breaks, but will they utilize you um, in some of the virus coverage if you have to kind of shift gear? What what will you look like over the next week or so? Yeah, I'll probably end up having to write some, uh, you know, trying to keep tabs on the high schools and how they're handling things and stuff like that. I mean, it's still also early in this. Uh, we're still trying to figure out how to handle it ourselves. Uh, you know, we knew it was coming, and all of a sudden this week it's like, you know, just a punch in the face. Uh, it's Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some reassessing and figuring out how I can really help. And there will still be sports stories to write, uh, you know, how how school how athletic departments and high schools are really handling situations. Uh, you know, I, I would be surprised if, say, high schools are still playing games the next week or two. Uh, so it, I expect everything to go pretty silent here pretty soon on the sports side, and I'll probably pick up some some on the news side. When you look at the other Patrick, Mr. Oates, who's made his way up to Popperville um, with the Wildcats and, of course, their run in basketball, the number one seed to the tournament that was supposed to take place mm-hmm. out in Hutchinson, Kansas, next week, and that's, of course, been postponed. And what a, what a shame that is, Patrick, we – have that lens through all of this, but an undefeated team really playing incredible basketball. And I think we've got wor- uh, word that it's going to be a month off I, at least. Yeah, I think and, it's April 20th. Yeah, and so the, the impacts that may have on Coach Oni and his group. And it's probably a little bit optimistic that they can kind of turn it around in April because I don't think this thing's going to die down until probably into May or something just as the temperatures rise and, and we get a better grip on it. So – Hopefully they can get things going in April, but you know, uh, it, it, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, you feel bad for Quiver and you feel bad for all these teams uh, that are really kind of stuck here, not having a chance to play for championships. You know, the uh, uh, 
it's that's really hard on a on a on a kid who's had such a great season and think they're going to have a chance to, to play for a national championship or just being able to play in the tournament possibly for the first time. It's it's, it's really hard on those athletes that have put so much time and effort in getting ready, getting up to that point. You know, I, I don't know if Clay ha- has any more, but one more question I had, uh, Patrick, as, as we were, you know, as I get home today and I'm, I'm looking on social media and I'm ESPN's got the, you know, ESPN's going to run out of stuff to put on. There's no sports and stuff covering, but Right. What do you think, uh, and I, you might not even heard about it or seen it, but I've seen uh, a thing that was going around on ESPN and social media about these seniors. What do you think about the NCAA giving them another year, if they choose to get another year since everything's been canceled? Uh, I don't know if you've heard anything about that. It's kind of new. I just heard about it. Uh, but is right. that, do you yeah, think that's I, something that they'll 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 look into if a senior wants to come back instead of going pro, whether in, in his or her own sport? You know, I think that would be really hard to do in basketball. I mean, they've basically played a complete season. Right. Uh, to, to you know, it, I could easier. I could think it's going to be a little bit easier to do in baseball and in softball. Uh, in, in the event that things aren't you know allowed to finish. I mean, they've already canceled the College World Series. That kind of uh, puts a, a huge damper on everything, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll probably have more leeway in giving seniors another year. Uh, you know, one kids that want to have that fifth year of college, but it, it would be really tough uh, to give a lot of these guys six years who are maybe fifth year seniors. So I, I think they'll we'll just they'll be a little bit more lax and be able to be willing to give more uh, players that request it. I think the process will probably be a little bit smoother. I, that's about the only way I can count. Uh, I, I find it kind of tough to, to just add tack on another season once they've already played pretty much a full campaign. Yeah, I agree, Patrick. Patrick, man, we appreciate you making time for us. We know uh, you're busy. Tell our listeners, Patrick, where where they can find your work and how they can follow you on on social media. Well, they can always uh, find my work at sunherald.com. Uh, and on, on social media, you can follow me for Southern Miss at Patrick underscore McGee and uh, for high school coverage and anything else, at Coast Coverage is my other high school, uh, other Twitter account. Thank you, Patrick, so much, man. Be well. All right, y'all too. Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we offer a wide range of health care options. The Highland Center for Women's Health provides total obstetrical and gynecological care for women of any age. Our goal is quality care for you and your family through the compassionate application of advanced medicine. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family. We have the pleasure tonight to visit with Coach Bilderback of the JCJC Bobcats, Lady Bobcats. And uh, Jeff, a privilege for us as she has put up a stellar record in her five years there with Jones. Missy, thank you for taking time for the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Let's start. I think we'd be kind of silly to start anywhere other than just what's right in front of us and the crazy last, I guess, 48 hours in the sports world. And and let's look at the way that has probably impacted y'all, Coach Bilderback, uh, with y'all's future plans and the tournament that y'all qualified out in Lubbock. Can you tell our listeners more of of the plans and how those have been uh, changed over the last day or so? Right, right. Well, well, we got a notification yesterday um, that we would would continue on, and they would probably limit the uh, uh, media interaction, and then also some of the social activities and community service activities that we would do out there. Um, and so we were feeling pretty good about it. We actually were in practice today, um, in the middle of practice, and we got another notification that they were actually going to postpone the event. Um, to April 20th, so they were going to give it a little time to everything to calm down a little bit and then try to continue and and have that event. So that was before the NCAAs came out with a cancellation, but, you know, we're optimistic and hopeful that, you know, the NJCA will at least give it a week or two and see how, you know, this uh, situation progresses. Yeah, it's just so wild, the things are changing and how quickly uh, they're changing. Y'all are 24 and four on the year. The way you've qualified by that for that tournament is winning 
uh, your region again, Missy. And, and even before we went on the air, you've talked about your players. Not once have you mentioned in any kind of selfish remark about the year y'all have had and this and that. It's all been about the players. I imagine that's kind of the culture y'all have there. But just tell us um, kind of what you were saying before we got on the air about um, wanting to get this in to allow your players to have another chance to play. Absolutely. Well, first of all, we just have a really special team. You know, I've got a great group of people that we spend every day with. And, you know, it's just one of those things where I was one of the reasons we wanted to win that region tournament so bad is to have an opportunity to continue to play together, you know, and, and we've just got such a great group. And then also just for our kids that a lot of them have committed or signed, but we do have a few that, you know, the national tournament is, probably uh one of the biggest events for junior college kids as far as recruitment you know and so you know that's really twofold um not not to mention the opportunity to win a national right. championship which i think we actually probably the most all-around talented team and deep team that we've had since i've been at jones you know as far as all around and so i i really um you know it's just unfortunate right now everything going on and i know you got to you know a lot of things bigger than basketball, but at the end of the day, it's tough. It would be tough to walk away and not be the, you know, those young ladies' last game at Jones. Even though you know we, we would win it by winning a region twenty-three <laughs> championship, I would. I just this group is so special, and you hope that they get an opportunity to go out and compete for a national championship. You know, Coach, when you look at your time there at Jones, I mean, some of this. Uh, I've got your bio in front of me. These numbers don't even look real, close to a 90% winning percentage. The things that y'all have been able to achieve there in just a, really a short time when you look at a coaching tenure, uh, what do you attribute um, the success for the Lady Bobcats over this run? Well, I, I think it's like anything else. You just surround yourself with great people and you know, I think that starts from the top. You know, I, I know it's cliche to say, but we've really had a lot of support from our administration just from a standpoint of giving us the necessary tools and resources to recruit and be successful. And then, you know, obviously I've had great coaches with me. I've had, you know, um, you know, Lauren Pittman's with me now and Coach Cooper, Coach Devin Cooper, uh, Coach Brooke Rhodes, the associate coach at Presbyterian College now, was with me for a couple years there and just had some really great, great people with me um and then obviously we've had great talent I mean you've got to have great great talent and great kids too that at the junior college level buy into being a good teammate and you know um being a great team not just about the individual um stuff because that's hard to do at a two-year level where they're you know they're obviously wanting to go to that next step and that next goal but we've been real fortunate to not only have some really talented players but also some great people and you know, that put the team first, and, you know, that that tells a lot about kids, especially these days, you know, when, when our society is so self-driven, you know, mm -hmm. and and so um, I've been real blessed and fortunate to just have some great people around me. We really have. We've had tremendous, and, and a lot of, all of our kids are going on and playing, you know, at the next level, and that's really helped us, you know, in recruiting and um, just, just having that. When you win and your kids are going on and getting scholarships, that makes recruiting a little bit easier yeah coach and uh i noticed you didn't use a me or an i in any of that and just to pat you on the back from this distance <laughs> that's a, just incredible no. stuff that you've put together there so yeah i know that you have a lot to do with it well it's always a team effort it's a team sport and you know you've got to you really it really is i mean i i could you know know that be the best X and O person in the world, and if I don't have players, it really won't matter, you know. Or I could be the best uh, basketball coach, but if you can't manage people and you know don't have people that buy into being unselfish and being great teammates, you know, then you're not going to be successful. So there's a lot that goes into it, and thankfully we've just had a great group of kids that have continued to you know take pride in the culture that we do have of team before self and. You know, that, that, that's been the secret right there for sure. Coach, when you look at this year's squad, just looking at um, the production and then the minutes, and when I look at this, uh, I believe this is 10 ladies that average over 10 minutes a ball game. So you've got depth. You're able to rotate um, some productive players in there. How much does that help to be able to go that 
that deep and, and have fresh legs at the end of ball games. Uh, it, it's huge. And even this past week in the region tournament, we had so many people step up, you know, and play well off our bench. And, you know, um, you know, it's just a situation where, you know, that's big for, you know, you're playing a 40 minute game and it's a longer floor and just the wear and tear of college basketball and these kids. And, you know, so, you know, it's one of those situations where that's an, so crucial is to have great depth and and that's one of the things we're really looking forward to going out to the national tournament that hasn't always been the case that you know you would have to win four games in four days and so we actually have the legs to do it we've got the the depth to do it and um whereas in the past you know we may have had one or two great individual scores you know that, that had to play 38 minutes a game you know for us to win and so so that was something that i think we were really looking forward to as a um you know opportunity to go to that national tournament with a full deep talented roster coach we talk about sometimes coaches talk about depth and it's a a person you're plugging in and just trying to get some minutes maybe uh, steal a couple fouls from them but when you look at your roster the scoring production too is is deep and even and so there's not one particular lady that I think opposing coaches could probably key on, or maybe even two. How have y'all been able to right. use that to your advantage? I mean, I, that's one thing. You know, we had, I know at 1.6 kids uh, averaging right around 9, 10 points, right around, double, you know, or more double figures. And so when you have that kind of production, it's very difficult to, you know, obviously uh, focus on one, two kids. And so although their numbers may be down a little bit individually as if they played on a team that wasn't as good, um, it makes our team really tough to defend and guard. There really aren't any weaknesses on this team, you know. Um, we're really talented in all areas, whereas in the past, you may, you may not always have that, you know. And so that's something that's been really, really awesome. And, and, you know, our kids share the ball really well. They're very unselfish. And that shows with our statistics, you know, as far as how balanced we are. Once again, we're joined by Missy Bilderback, the head uh, basketball coach for the women Bobcats right there at Jones Junior uh, College at on the South Group Insurance Service Hotline. And, Missy, just uh, your fifth year there at Jones, and, you know, we're talking about everything that's happening. Clay had went through the team, and he had went through, uh, you know, the ladies and the, the minutes they're playing, and you've done a great job. As, and I, I caught that as well about not – there was no I in all your answers. You said it was a team effort. But what about the support – from the, the administration there at, from Jones, the athletic director, uh, with everything going on with this coronavirus and stuff, but then also the support at home. Uh, Chip Bilderback, head coach at, at Columbia there. We, we talked to him last year during football, a coaching family, a duo, so to speak. And, you know, that his, it might be affecting – this virus might be affecting some spring stuff with the high school level. Just talk about the support that you have at home and then also on the campus of Jones Junior College. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's the biggest thing is Jones is a great place. I mean, it really is. They've had tremendous success in all athletics there. And that commitment starts from our president, Dr. Jesse Smith. He's been extremely supportive and, um, you know, he's spent a lot of time, you know, developing, trying to develop our kids not only as athletes, but also we've got a leadership course there at the college we do to help, you know, with, you know, the, the, the LEA program that we have as well, where they have speakers and different people come in and try to invest in our student-athletes. But also, Doc, Doc Kane, uh, Joel Kane is our uh, athletic director, and he's done a phenomenal job just in our athletic program in general as far as just support and giving us resources. I mean, it, it's hard to recruit when you don't have the things you need to go out and recruit, and it's hard to sell, you know, when you don't have a beautiful campus. And we've, we've got those things, and so... Um, you know, I'm just real appreciative of those guys for sure. Um, and then obviously at home, I mean, I'm I'm just real blessed to have someone. This coaching stuff, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs, you know, and there's, you know, there's great moments, but there's also some tough moments. And, you know, and so to have kids that um, understands that, he gets it, and, you know, he's, he's been extremely supportive uh, of me and, 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 you know, allowing me to do what I love, you know, and, and just really supporting that. And um, and then I've got a 12-year-old son, Drew, that, you know, he's right there with us and everything and, um, you know, loves being a Christmas kid. And so, you know, the combination of having my family involved, I wouldn't want to do it the other way. It, it just wouldn't be as much fun without Skip and Drew, you know, 
being invested and involved in it. Missy, we've, uh, of course, gone over your accolades there, your current team, um, your roots. We, I'm, I'm a Pearl River Community College guy, and so <laughs> is Jeff. So we, we're not going to lose in this that, um, that you played at PRCC and were named uh, best female athlete there at PRCC. Being able to kind of peek out of the corner of your eye and see what Coach Oni and his group have been able to accomplish there. We we know, of course, that you pull for Jones, but how how neat is it to be able to see what Coach Oni and that group have been able to do? Yeah, it, it really has been. You know, Coach uh, Coach Fletcher down there is a good friend of mine, and he he's a good guy, and we we compete you know, on the women's side, and then just to see what their men are doing. I mean, it's right now. It's just a situation where you know it just brings instant credibility to Region 23 and to the uh, MACJC Conference and just, you know, being able to have both um, our women's program there at Jones is ranked nationally, but also the men's program at Pearl River, you know, that that's certainly uh, been been great. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for the way they've been able to um, do that at, at such a quick pace and, you know, and uh, be, be so consistent in the way. I mean, it's hard to go through a league undefeated, you know. And so, um, so that's been real impressive for sure. So it's just good for our conference. The more teams we have ranked, and the more success we have at the national level, just the more respect Mississippi will get in general, you know. Absolutely. We have uh, Coach Ladner with USM on the show tonight. We're able to record his interview earlier in the day, and he was certainly complimentary of you and your program, and he said something similar, you know, just the credibility all around and it being right in the backyard of Southern Miss there. But he specifically pointed out what a good coach uh, you were and, and talked about you in high regard. So, Well, thank you. I, I feel the same way about him. He certainly set the standard. Um, you know, in Division One athletics and Mississippi teams have not fared very well um, in, in women's and men's basketball and until here recently and what Pearl River's doing and then obviously what we've been able to do, you know, at the national tournament. And so I think Coach Ladner inspired us all by winning the national championship a few years back that, that, hey, if you get the right pieces and the kids buy in and that anything's possible, you know. And so that that was something that was a little bit far back before he did it, you know. And so we're, we're real thankful. Uh, I know he did a great job at Jones, and we patterned a lot of what we do after, after Coach Ladner for sure. That's neat, that coaching community, which y'all get it from uh, two different sides in your marriage, but uh, a strong fraternity and, and just a cool uh, cool group to see the way y'all kind of trade secrets and, and do good work together. Missy, we appreciate you, man, um, and we just certainly wish y'all luck and continued success. Thanks for taking time for us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I enjoyed it. So thank you. Thanks so much. And hopefully we'll – Hey, we may be the only team, uh, one of the only groups in America playing basketball from April. So yeah, we'll uh, visit yeah. again for sure if that's, that's if that's it. the case. So I hope I hope that's the case. So all right, well, thank you so much. Thank you, Coach. Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we offer a wide range of healthcare options. From our internal medicine clinic to advanced surgery and emergency services, from the Highland Center for Women's Health to our primary care and pediatric clinic, our goal is quality care for you and your family through the compassionate application of advanced medicine. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family. We are certainly excited to have Coach Jay Ladner, head coach of Southern Miss Basketball, on the line with us today for the podcast. Coach, thanks for taking time. Clay, any time with you guys. I'm always happy to do it. Coach, what a, um, a wild day. Of course, this is a sports podcast, and you make your living coaching basketball, and, and some of this may seem kind of small in a grand scheme of things, but... What a wild day in the world that we live in, and uh, we'll relate it to sports, but have you ever seen anything like this, Coach? Not, no, I haven't. It is uh, it's shocking. Uh, you know, something that's as part of the American fabric, and I'm talking about March Madness. I'm not, you know, we're not talking about some suspended NBA games, and 
but but when you're talking about shutting March Madness down and the, you know everything that leads up to it, and again when you talk about our American way of living and those of us that enjoy sports, and to have that shut down, that just kind of puts everything in kind of a different perspective, and it's uh it, it really is shocking, and it, and it I've never even remotely uh, had anything like this, and. Uh, you know, people. I do. I do know this. People have to err on the, the people that make these decisions, who are certainly play a lot smarter than I am, um, and I respect that. Uh, they they are always going to err, and I'm hoping it's this way. There, we're erring on the side of caution, uh, but that's really the only decision that can be made. So, it is. It's a. It's a shocking development, and it's. I, I just don't know what to say other than I just hope it's not near. I hope it's not as bad as as these precautions that we've been forced to take. And I'm certainly not questioning the precautions. I'm just simply saying uh, I hope it doesn't equal to the, you know, to the level of decisions that have been made. And, uh, but I have absolutely never, never seen or heard of such uh, to this magnitude in my, in, in, in my 54 years on this planet. Yeah, and Coach, I know we're both people of faith. So we'll, we'll certainly pray that as you've said there, that, uh, the the measures um, don't meet up to to what we can expect, but it's just wild, you know, to go through it and then to throw in the social media aspect of it. Uh, certainly, I'm uh, nearly addicted to Twitter and to see the rapid uh, fire things that took place yesterday evening were just incredible. Yeah, and, and continuing on this morning, mm-hmm. I, I was. Uh... Uh, I'm actually on my way uh, to New Orleans to recruit and uh, was speaking to my assistant athletic director. And he, he, uh, Southern Miss, for instance, says we have spring break next week. They've extended it a second week. So, and then past then, it, it, it all the classes are going to be from remote. So, you know, there may not be anybody really back on campus in terms of a student for the rest of the semester. That's, that's, you know, brings a certain set of problems and, and, you know, things that nobody's kind of gone through this before. You know, how's all that going to work with eligibility? And it's it just, it, you know, things are racing through my mind right now, how we're going to handle all this. And But you know what? You mentioned, Clay, uh, a, a person of faith, and we both represent an area that, and I'm proud to say that's a faith-based and faith-filled area and, um, you know, got to trust in the Lord. And, and, I, and I think... Uh, to do that, he's gonna he's gonna make sure that that we all make it through this, and it'll be his will, whatever happens. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. All right, coach, we've done that. Now let's talk some basketball. Let's let's look at your right, past. Let's get our minds. Yeah. <laughs> Something we're a little bit more each each of us more comfortable in discussing here, coach. How do you measure last year? I know. Uh, uh, Athletically, we're going to look wins and losses, but what do you use beyond that to evaluate or measure of the success of this past season? Well, well, that's a, I think that's a, a very insightful question. Uh, and, and, Clay, I, I would say this. One of the big goals, you know, we got the job last year, and basically I think my hire date was May 1. Really got announced for the job kind of that last week of April. I can't remember exactly what the date was. Signing day is always April the 15th, so – uh, you know, recruiting had 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 been over with, and, and recruiting is something you build those relationships for years, uh, head, heading into recruiting. So obviously, whatever happened with recruiting is 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 what it was, and and I was I was proud of that. And we, I thought it was the right and ethical thing to do would be to honor Coach Sadler's uh, recruits and and guys that they had committed to. Just didn't think that was fair to come in and, and up, have an upheaval of all that. So it was what it was in terms of our, our players. And, and you know, we were picked 14th in the league. Uh, you know, I, being a positive thinker, and I said this yesterday at the end of the year press conference, we, guys, we didn't finish last. So we finished <laughs> a, a little bit ahead of it. But we were in such a good position. And I do believe uh, at, at one point we had just swept play. We had just, just if we can back up about – three or four weeks, we had just swept Florida Atlantic and Florida International, two of the higher-level higher, higher right. teams in our league. Uh, we, we, were, we were at five and nine, literally with a chance 
in those last four games to even us out and go nine and nine in the league, which I think would have been a tremendous accomplishment. But we didn't. We did. We weren't able to to capitalize on that. We lost four really hard fought games down the stretch to finish the season. And and so as you mentioned, win loss. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it, we win nine ball games. That's that's not acceptable to me. It's disappointing. Um, however, maybe with what we what we had returning, maybe uh, you know, I, I kind of think that we were again picked fourteenth, and I think that. You know, our, my, my athletic director told me, said, Coach, if, if we win a league game this year, we'll be surprised with what we have on the floor coming back. So, you know, in some people's eyes, obviously it's an eye of the holder. It depends on how you look at it in terms of, a, of the objective measure. But our big goal this year, and I don't, I don't like using the phrase changing a culture. And, uh, you know, Clay, you're a picky guy. Can you imagine somebody going in with the, what Dodley did in football there and said, we're going to change the culture? <laughs> right, right. Absolutely, I, I get where you're going with that. Yeah, absolutely. So what I what I like to say, because I think that would be insulting to what what Coach Sadler accomplished. What I wanted to say, what I want to say is, we had to establish our and I play and what we expect, not in every aspect of our program, academics, behavior, uh, just overall discipline, dedication, and how we want to go about it. So. In no way am I saying, well, we wanted to come in and change the culture. What we wanted to do is establish our culture and our identity. And now, as we approach the one-year mark, where now we've had a year cycle, we've had a season, we've had uh, uh, most of our off-season program uh, where our players have been through a year of skill development. They know what's expected on and off the floor. And what we, we have a high-level expectation academically and our strength and condition, skill development. Every phase of, of a basketball player's life in college, they understand now. There, there won't be any more, well, you know, this is how we did it. No, no, it, it's, it, if there's anybody to blame from this point forward, there's no, but we, we're not one to cast blame on anybody. But from this point forward, if you want to look at the person responsible, you can, you're talking to him. And so whether we're going to succeed or not succeed based on, what's happened and we're in total control now these are going to be our players even though some of the players we're still going to have that that were not necessarily our recruits they have they they've been our players for a year so i'm excited about that um and i do think that we in those type of areas we we have absolutely established what we we felt like that would be the foundation for uh great things to come uh, in terms of our the way that we've gone about the process of, of establishing a winning program. So I'm happy. I'm not happy about the win-loss record. Uh, there were a lot of great things that happened. For instance, we've got, you know, our top three scores back three. We've, we've had an incredible amount of guys play a lot of minutes, get a lot of experience. And, you know, it, it, those are the things that, that you can look forward and be excited about. A Tyler Stevenson, a LaDavia Strain, a Gabe Watson, all those guys come back and Artur Kanazic. And, and so you, you now we have something to build on, whereas we didn't have that last year. Now we have something to build on in terms of experience, and it also helps us in recruiting players. Players want to play in, on, on winning teams, and it's not hard to sit down with them and go, "Hey, we've got these guys, these guys. We've got a chance with the, a, a couple of the right guys coming in. We've got a chance to have a pretty good basketball team next year." So that's kind of that's kind of where we are with all that. So. Are we happy with with nine wins? Absolutely not. And in in, in in the third year, if that's still where we are, you know, they they, they probably need to look elsewhere. But I, I'm fully confident and excited about where we're headed with our program. Coach, you mentioned a couple guys. One in particular, I mean, knowing about Drain and the way that he was going to shoot the basketball and what he was going to give you. But the Stevenson kid, that the cap or the ceiling – for this kid with his athletic ability, the minutes, the production that he was able to give you as just a sophomore? Unbelievable. And uh, first and foremost, Clay, and I, I think each of the times that we've had the opportunity to speak, Howard um, Stevenson, he never has had a bad day. Hmm. And, and what I mean that by that is certainly he's had better games than others. That just goes over the course of a long season. <clears throat> but – 
he never had a bad day at practice. He had just a smile on his face. He bust his tail in every single drill. He, he, he just he's just a pleasure to coach, and, and he's a winner. And what's what's even more gratifying, Clay, is that that he was a walk on. You know, this is a player that was not highly recruited. Certainly was very it didn't didn't even have a Division one offer and. If there, I, I could not believe that's and again, crazy. First, first time through conference USA, but I couldn't believe they didn't give a award for a newcomer of the year or a most improved player, you know, type guy. And uh, I, I should say, I guess I need to clarify that, but a, a most improved player. I mean, this was this was a guy that that went and literally, literally. Uh, just played a very nominal amount of minutes. Frankly, should have been redshirted, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know, and, and would be have played this year as a sophomore, mm-hmm. as a as a freshman. Uh, yep. But anyway, that that was beyond his and, and my control. And uh, but you know, you're you're talking about a player that is very productive, going to be coming back uh, for two more years, and someone that you can build around. But he's a pleasure to coach, and and. He's a great example, and you you and, and you're a good example of it personally. But guys that work hard, good things are going to happen to people, and, and that work hard, whatever whatever profession that we're in. And he he is a great example of that. He is, he is really really uh, just he he epitomizes what we would like in our program. He's he's that guy. Coach, just following you from high school and into junior college and then over at Southeastern, you've always, in my mind, been a guard-driven type coach, somebody that's going to kind of be an extension of you out on the floor. And Gabe Watson, at the end of the year, never really even got a chance to come sit by you much, but somebody to potentially help him and maybe take some trips down the floor off of the ball. Uh, Is that something, I know you can't talk specifically, but something that, you're going to try to address this off season. Well, it it's been addressed. Uh, you know, I I can't mention names, and I, and I and I think that's silly. But you know, uh, I, I will say this: there's an outstanding point guard right up the between Ashford <laughs> yeah. and and Picayune, and uh, he he is what we're looking for. He's a winner. He possesses all the attributes that we're looking for. They happen to be the number one junior college team. Uh, in the country so we are so excited about that commit uh he's excited about coming to southern miss because he knows that he can make a difference with what we have coming back and we're excited to have him that's as that's as deep as i can go people have to read into that or do some research to find out who i'm talking about but you you certainly do and that that's kind of where it starts with me and you mentioned guard orient i'm probably not play the easiest person to coach uh point guards uh are not and I tell them this up front, I'm probably, because you are an extension of me out there <laughs> on that floor, and I'm going to hold you, I'm going to give you a lot of latitude, but by the same token, a lot of, uh, uh, you're going to get coached hard because we're going to want things to be done a certain way, and, and uh, you, you're going to get a lot of the criticism sometimes, too, maybe when you don't deserve it, uh, but, but, but that's how much faith that we have and, and responsibility we give our point guards, but... Anyway, he he's certainly up for the task, and I can't I couldn't be more excited about him getting to campus, and uh, he's not either. That's that's a, that's a huge get for us right there, Clay. Huge get, and uh, I'm very appreciative for Coach Oni's and Coach Sowers' confidence in us as well uh, at Pearl River. Yep. Coach, I know we're short on time. I'll ask you one more, and I know it's been a wild day, and then I'll I'll get you out of here. I appreciate your time again, but I'll just close. I had Coach Oni. And, and Coach Bilderback uh, at Jones for the women's program there on my list here. What they've been able to accomplish kind of in your backyard there with a men's program at Pearl River Community College and then on the women's side for Coach Bilderback. Um, how neat is that to see in the level that they've competed at this year, Coach? Well, uh, here I'm, I'm going to give you two answers to that. First, first of all, I'm going to talk in terms of our program, but I think I could call, talk for Coach McNellis in our women's program. I've never quite understood why Southern Miss, uh, and, and obviously I haven't been in this position, but I've never understood the prior coaches at Southern Miss not taking incredible advantage of Pearl River, Perk, and Jones, especially now all the junior colleges, but especially those three because yep. those are three of the upper crust of the Mississippi League, and they're all located within 30 yeah. minutes or so 
of our campus and surround it. What an incredible value that is. And but but that, that those days have changed, and you can see this. Coach Oni and I had we could not remember. And Clay, I don't know if you can if you could name one. I'd love to hear. It. We could not remember the last time a Pearl River player played went on from Pearl River to Southern Miss. We, I, I could not name one, and I've been close to that program ever since I was a little kid. And so I, I, I don't know of one, but those days have changed, and, and obviously uh, Gulf Coast has a uh, coaching change, and, and we're interested in who's going to get that job. Randy Bolden, a great friend of mine at Jones, and this is on the, on the guy's side. But having Pearl River, Jones, and Gulf Coast strong not only helps improve high school basketball in our area, brings more attention to it, but it helps – us recruiting uh, and because we need those schools to be strong. So we're going to do, what, and we do have a lot of influence, and, uh, uh, fortunately, to be able to help sometimes influence guys to go to certain places, certain junior colleges. So that that's, it, it behooves us and strengthens us if we do. On the girls' side, uh, so, so Pearl River, I'm, I'm excited. You know, we were fortunate to win the national championship at Jones. I wouldn't be talking to you today in this hmm. in this position had we not won that national championship at Jones. That's just yeah. the way it is. On the other hand, uh, Missy and them, it's, I would say the same thing. Miss, first of all, Missy Missy is a, she, someone that I admire as a coach. She's she's first and foremost a good person. You mentioned faith-based, and but she, she teaches those. She teaches more than the X and O's mm. uh, as a coach. And isn't it amazing when you have people that do that, they're also successful. You don't have to do that in, well, you can either or. You don't yeah. have to have a, a bunch of bad, low-character, either ladies or guys, playing for you to be successful. You can do it the right way and be successful. Sometimes in the short term, it may not appear like that, but trust me, in the long term, if you, if you, if you look at it with that type of attitude, it will pay off for you in the long run. And, uh, and she's, she's that type of coach. Uh, outstanding X and O's, tactical coach, teacher of the game, knowledgeable, all that. But she's she also coaches more than what happens in between the lines. So I couldn't be more proud for her. I couldn't be more proud for Coach Oni and them. I don't know what's going to happen with this national on the guys yeah. or girls side. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, they haven't announced that yet. I'm hoping they play because there's a, some guys that we're recruiting from other schools want to see Tay and them play again. But we'll adjust to whatever happens. But I, I, I'm I, I'm wishing them nothing but the best, and hopefully Pearl River will be the second. I will remind Chris about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wondered about that, Coach. When I see some of these headlines, I said, I bet Coach Ladner and some others are reading this and saying, hey, just a reminder here. <laughs> That's right. We didn't have we – didn't, we weren't blessed to be the number one seed. We had to beat all those teams to win us. I, I'm going I'm to keep a couple of uh, cards in my pocket, so to speak, and get it back. Chris – Chris is a great friend. They've done a great job down there. It's just amazing uh, what they've done, and I, and I hope they go win it. I hope there's an avenue where they can go win the national championship. But, hey, if they don't, if for some reason they decide to cancel it, they're going to be the national champion by virtue of being the number one seed. So it could work that way as well. Well, Coach, we certainly appreciate your time, man. Travel safe and be well. Clay, anytime. Always honored to be on your show. Y'all do a great job. Oh, thank you so much, Coach. Okay. All right. Bye-bye.